In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm a possible X-Men series. I'm Ronnie. As you can tell by that introduction, Ending Pending is a podcast where we typically cover television shows that have only lasted for a single season. This week we're going to do something a little fun, though. We're going off script a little bit. We're going to, you know, take a little venture from the wonderful world of one-season shows. And we're going to dive into something that we've had our eye on for a couple of months now. So my darling fiance Evan, who is our other not host, is currently finishing up cosplay stuff for me for <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> for Star Wars Celebration, uh, which is this week, and we still wanted to get an episode out. And so Ronnie and I are putting our noodles together, and we're going to talk about the Disney streaming service. Yes, and some of the shows that we know are coming out on it. And whether we think they're going to work, whether we think they're going to not work, what we want to see from them, mm-hmm. and uh, if they're going to get more than one season, maybe. Maybe a lot of them I don't are like. Know about some of them, a lot of them are preloaded that they're like, oh no, nah, this isn't going to be two seasons. But you know, you know, if they get enough money, if they get enough uh, eyes on this show, they'll they'll keep it going a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So uh, before we get into all that. I mean, I'm going to Star Wars Celebration. That's all you I can remember. You are going to Star Wars Celebration. I don't feel like we talked about that enough last time. No, I'm going to kidnap Dave Filoni. I think that's ill-advised. Hold on. If you're listening, are you a cop? If you're a cop, you got to tell you gotta me. You got to tell us. You got to tell us. And... All the cops are gone. All the cops have to be gone by all now. All the cops are gone. That's the yeah, law. Gone. Yeah, You know cops. They're always following laws. Except, yeah. except that they're not is the primary issue. <laughs> yeah, the biggest, the, the biggest issue I have with cops is that they don't follow laws. Right, yeah. To be honest. Uh, but re- but they all follow podcast laws, and so they are all gone now. Um, yeah, and I'm going to kidnap Dave Filoni. Then you're going to da- kidnap and Dave Filoni. Yeah, how are you going to do gonna it? Keep him, I'm going to keep him in a giant birdcage and make him with with little puppets. Mm. Uh, give, me more, give me more Clone Wars and Rebels content. Hmm. It's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, also, we were on advertising. We I don't were think on we've like, actually talked about that yet. Yeah, that was, uh, so, that was two weeks ago now. We were on, on, on advertising. And huh. it was so fun. Was so fun. They, they they gave us their podcast by accident. It was, it was, we got sucked into this galactic warp, and all of a sudden, we were there, and they were someplace else. And I do not know if they were cool with it. Um, yeah, I we, don't know. I, I got a call afterwards. It was it was a you know a real uh, real rough time, but uh, suffice it to say, we did a great job in my opinion, and we will never be invited back. See, like I've I've gotten to know Haley and Blue a little bit. I don't know Penny at all. Yeah, I'm very intimidated by Penny. Penny seems uh, like a very remarkable person, right? And I'm just so scared that. Uh, they hate us now because right. we touched bad advertising. Right. There, there's just a lot of powerful energy yes. coming off of that. Yes. Yes. I, fi- I feel it. I understand 100%. That laugh. That laugh is one that makes me quake. I, I feel like if I ever do get to meet her, I just like, I'm going to like, I don't know, give her 
like a thing of wine right. or something. We need we or, need a or, penance. Or, we need we need to, yeah. to to give offering to the Penny Parker. Or or like I'll just get a palm frond and start fanning her. Right, right. Like, I, don't, I don't I wouldn't know how else to approach her. Sure, she's sure. clearly some sort of ancient being. Right. That requires uh, service and respect. We we must fall to our knees for we cannot cast our eyes upon the Penny Parker. Anywho. Anywho, yeah, this is they're not a great. Pod- they're great, but this is not. They're a great, podcast. and and advertising is very good. It's also, podcast. A very good podcast. And, this is- and if you want to, if you want to hear us do some shenanigans on it, go listen to it. We this- fix uh, the we fix all of America, but uh, specifically the state of Rhode Island. Yes, yes, it's a good time. We make it. We make it very good, and by which I mean very good. Yeah. Um. But this, uh, as of now. And- and let's let's real quick thank the uh, the gang from Overwatch yes, for, yes. for doing way more work on ending oh pending than any of us have ever done. Gracious, you, they Ronnie. did the work of like a month and a half of ending pending in one short week, and we cannot be more just in awe of how great those boys did. Thank you so much to Joe, Terrence, and Ray for uh, for taking over. They did a fantastic job. I, I am I am so happy that. Our, our podcast was in there. Very, very capable. Very, very Wizard of Oz focused hands. Yup. Good stuff. Good stuff. Just like that gun was in um, Dorothy's hands. Mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz, but with guns. Gritty. Very gritty. Dark. But this is also not a podcast about the boys from Overwitch. This is This is... This is, but I mean, it's also today not a podcast, but one season TV shows. Let's get into this whole Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Disney a plus. So I think everyone, when they first heard about Disney Plus, was like, fuck that. Yeah. Well, and- well, not so much me. Because, because I wanted them DuckTales. I don't have cable, and I want those good, good DuckTales episodes. The new ones, not the old ones. The new ones. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I don't. I also don't know that I would pay uh, eight ninety nine a month for Ducktales, but you know, we'll see. We'll see when that comes around. Ducktales is very good, and I have not been able to watch the new one, but I do love that theme song. It's good. Yeah, my my thought was like, oh, the Star Wars show. Yep. Because, like, I, I, I care about Star Wars Resistance, the animated show. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but, like, I don't know if I want to pay monthly for it. Right. And I um, I care uh, far more than Andy does about the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, so I, I, mean, I, I wrong, was, I love you know, the MCU. I've just been disappointed in it recently. That's fair. That's fair. I have been woefully blind to it, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about these shows that they're that they brought. They 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 heard everyone give a collective shrug and sigh to this and then whole they were like, Disney oh, Plus. Oh, hold my beer. Uh huh. They you got said, Kevin Feige and uh, and Dave Filoni here they to, said, to, to 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 seduce you. We've got Kevin Feige, Dave Filoni, and what's that you want more? Cool. We'll just buy every other media property that's ever existed. Which is not great. Uh, I know Movie Bob has has talked quite a bit about the, like, the the weird fear he has about Disney owning all of pop culture. Yep. And he can't quite put his his finger on like 
exactly why it's evil yet. Like, they haven't done anything evil yet. <laughs> but, like, Disney owning our collective pop culture and mythology mm-hmm. is is a very real thing yes. that should probably be concerning. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that is, like, like if you go to, like, the history of Disney, like, the, the idea of intellectual property and... Uh, like copyrighted characters and things like that. Like that is Disney's sole mission in the world is to just keep Mickey Mouse under contract to Disney. So no one can use Mickey Mouse ever, ever, ever again. What's fucked up about that though, is that they've had no problem like taking other people's icons. Oh yeah. Like Disney, Peter Pan ain't yours. Peter Pan ain't yours. Alice in Wonderland ain't yours. Uh, I mean every uh, every I mean they're, they're adaptations that C- they do. Cinderella, Cinderella's not that. Any everything yeah, is Grimm Snow Brothers at some point. Yeah. Snow White, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, so they had no problem making their fortune, like building their brand off of other people's characters. They've had no problem raiding the public domain whenever they need a, a princess or a young rapscallion boy movie because it's boy movie, girl movies, and art and furries. And furries, yeah. So they've had no problem being like, oh, well, we need a young Rapscallion character for a boy movie, or we, we need some sort of, like, talking twink animal for a furry movie. They've had no problem raiding the public domain. But the second Mickey Mouse is about to go into it, they lawyer the fuck up. Yup, yup. Attack the federal government, or however they do it, I don't know. And now the second that Luke Skywalker or Iron Man get into it. Then they lawyer the fuck up. So we've talked about the fear of Disney owning we've all of our souls. We've talked about the fear of Disney. I am very... Let's be excited about Disney right. Plus, though. Because I'm pretty I'm pretty darn tootin' excited. We need to make sure that we can give as much money as possible to these overlords. So they will not... Is that what it comes down to? Like, hey, if not enough people buy our service, we're going to kill Poe Dameron? In the neck, it's like it's just like a, a the emperor of Rome is just like thumbs up, thumbs down, on 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 Chewbacca. Yeah, gosh, they're gonna drop another moon on him, right? That, that's I'm, how they killed old Chewie and Legends continuity. They dropped a moon on him. There's so much there, and Anakin Solo was flying the Falcon, and he left Chewie behind. And Han was busy with the refugees, and he's like, you left Chewie behind, you killed Chewie. And Anakin was like, if I didn't, we all would have died. Anakin did? Anakin Solo was Han's youngest child in Legends. Jiminy, okay, we will get to stories that we want to see told. It's not that. It's it's not not going to be that one. I do not not, want to see an Anakin Solo. It's not a moon being dropped on Chewie. Actually, no. Anakin, I, I, I stand Anakin Solo. Anakin Solo oh, is great. I guess you'll tell me more about that later. But let's get yeah. into some of these shows that we know are coming down the pike. Let's start with uh, the Loki limited series. So, are we talking about what we want from the show or what we expect? So, or how are we doing this? This one is one that is definitely coming. Um, it's one of the first ones they talked about. Uh, it is yeah. at this point pretty much all of the this is why I talk about, you know, them kind of setting us up for having uh, a little bit of ending pending action here. Um, all of these uh, Marvel shows 
are expected to be a limited series of six to eight episodes. Well, there's no way they can afford Tom Hiddleston for longer. That's fair. That's fair. Unless they go to, like, teen Loki. Which is, I mean, if they... Legitimate. If they do a Journey into Mystery, kind of like Loki series, Mm -hmm. it'd be very easy to backdoor that into Young Avengers, which everyone keeps talking about. I feel like every other month I see another, like substance-less article about Young Avengers rumors. Yeah. So, they could kind of backdoor that through a Journey into Mystery Kid Loki Very thing. potentially. Very potentially. Um, yeah, it would It would need... This is the one where it's going to take a lot, a lot of uh, people loving this show for them to keep it going. The rest of them, if everyone watches them, I could see them, you know, being like, ooh, season two, but this one would be tough. I just um, need to point out that Evan has left the craft room to stare at me in the doorway and said, are you talking about Young Avengers without me? Because they're his favorite characters ever. Gotcha. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, I've, I've, let me get here. in on this. Evan's I've got to get in on this. Oh, for now. We, we have a cameo. The cosplay will sit on the hash this, pile. Who's that on the line? Is that, uh, is that Evan? Ev- Ev- am I pronouncing that right? Evan? This is the Young Avengers uh, support hotline. Hello. Thank you for calling. Welcome, welcome. Uh, also, how dare you say that the Young Avengers rumors are unsubstantiated? We have Wanda. Wanda no, Maximoff is fucking I, a robot, and that's such a weird character choice. If she's not gonna give birth to robot babies, I, I didn't say that the rumors were. I said every article always like doesn't have anything to it other than we heard from that they might. Every, every article I've read has not had, like, substance to it. The movies are definitely hinting at it. Like, they aged up uh, stature a ton between Ant-Man 1 and Ant-Man 2. And if that wasn't Kate Bishop shooting a bow with Clint Barton, then why put that in a fucking trailer? Oh, I can't wait for Kate Bishop. I'd let her do anything <laughs> to me. And I'm gay. She's, she's great. She's a very Kate good Bishop's character. very good. Um, do you want to say anything else about Loki? We're talking about the Loki show. Oh, yeah. I hope they kill the fuck out of Tom Hiddleston. I love Tom Hiddleston. Don't get me wrong. He did a great job as Loki. But, um, yeah, murder him. Murder the fuck out of Loki so we can get little baby Loki. So we can get teen Loki so that he can be a shitlord. I can't wait. I love it. Shitlord Loki is is peak Loki. Meme Loki, like when he's writing fan fiction on the internet and, like, posting memes that's peak loki yeah it's very good loki yeah that's very good all right i'll i'll pop out now because i'm busy but i just i i heard the clarion (laughs) call i heard i heard my dog whistle from the other room somebody said young avengers and i was like i'm here i'm in soul my spirit is here all right bye bye babe i love you i love you too i say we bounce off of loki and keep it on the taika waititi and go over to the mandalorian Love it. Love it. Is that a Taiki Waititi project? He, he is directing a couple episodes. Tim Tam. Uh, and what has me even more excited than that is he's playing IG-88. I Is that... Wait. Is that a... Um, a bounty hunter droid? Yeah. The you one that's like the weird skinny head? Yeah. I mean, other than that, he's just like a weird skeletal, like... 
Yeah, the one that looks like the rest of the droids from the intergalactic banking clan from the Clone Wars uh, 2D animated show on Cartoon sure, Network. Sure, sure, yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah, like that one. I'm tracking. Yeah, I, I knew you'd, you'd get that. Um, which, like, IG-88 has constantly been written in, like, Legends material as, like, this badass, like, he's taking over planets and, like, he plugs himself into the Death Star... And, like, closes doors on the Emperor and, like, controls the super laser. And he's, like, the coolest, most powerful droid ever. And it's it's so dumb and boring. Mm-hmm. And having Taika voice him, I feel like, is going to, like, actually make this droid interesting. Yeah. Which he has yeah. not ever been. Is this... is So, is this Mandalorian series a comedy? Highly unlikely. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not gonna sit here like some fanboy and say that Star Wars has to be serious. Like all of the Star Wars films have had some levity and some comedy in them. Oh yeah. I just mean this is not gonna be like a like four jokes a page like slapstick romp. I'm suspecting, and like Taika could just be voicing IG88 for like a hot second. Sure. Like, because he's there directing, maybe they're like, oh, yeah, like, play play the, the droid from Empire. Like, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, but there is history with, like, almost every talking droid in Star Wars is comic relief. That's fair. Like, you have C-3PO, you have the battle droids, you know, the Roger Roger droids. Mm-hmm. You have Triple Zero in the comic book, who's, like, dark but funny. So you have L3, who's, like, comic relief. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, historically... KJ95? K59J? Who are you talking K- about? The... the uh, Rogue, Republic? Rogue, no, Rogue, uh, Rogue... Oh, Rogue One. One. K2SO. I was so close! Yeah. Com- com- another, another comic relief droid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if a droid talks, they're usually comic relief. Uh, That's fair. And, like, even in Legends, like, wonderful HK-47 and uh, Mr. Bones in the Aftermath books. Mm -hmm. So, I think if the Bounty Hunter characters are going to be in this show, like, as recurring characters, and IG-88 is going to be one of them, you can make make him a badass, like, HK-47 or uh, Triple Zero or Mr. Bones... And also make him funny. You can do both, and I think sure. Taika has that has that range. Yeah, and I guess when I ask if it's going to be a comedy, I'm more thinking about Taika directing it. But I don't know that I would necessarily call Thor Ragnarok a comedy. Um, it's very yeah. funny and and probably the funniest Marvel movie. But it also has some of the most like amazing battles and and set pieces and things like that as well. And and a lot of sadness. Yeah, like, oh, like yeah. this. The scene That's with Odin is very sad. The the themes of colonialism in that movie mm-hmm, and like the mm-hmm. repercussions of it, very right. heavy, very sad. The kind of artistic flashbacks of uh, a Valkyrie of Tessa Thompson's character. Those yeah. are those are really like heart wrenching. Yeah, it would have been more heart wrenching if they didn't edit out the fact that it was a wife. Yeah, I got. I mean, I I don't know. I I knew. It's but, still it's still there, but it, right, there's also right. plausible deniability. 
Yes, yes. And yeah. it would have been more brutal if they had left in the confirmation. Go whole, go whole hog there. Yeah, I, I am. I'm interested to see. I, I guess that uh, John Favreau if is producing or he is also. Directing I think he's the showrunner. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, Favreau also does great work. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sure, we have the whole the whole MCU to to thank for that. I um, I, I love him as Happy. Yeah. Uh, and and wait, we haven't even talked about the fact that my boy is in it. Who's your boy? My my boy, uh, Pedro Pascal. Yes. Oh yes. my God. I was just oh, I love Pedro him Pascal. so much. I I love that man. Oh boy, he's so hot. It's gonna be cool. Oh. This has a this has a very good cast. Yeah, yeah, it does. Gina Carano, Nick Nolte, Giancarlo Esposito. It seems like if I just had to like throw a dartboard and like my best guess on the plot of well, it. Well, hang on a second. I'm gonna stop you right there. Make sure you throw the darts. Don't throw the whole dartboard, or else oh, it, it, that's that's yeah, gonna be I, a bad I, I time. Won't, I won't frisbee the dartboard. You're not you're not a sportster like I am. No. But uh, there's one thing you gotta know: is you throw the darts, not the board. Keep keep going. Is uh. I don't even know what I was going to say. Okay. I'm sorry. So, it set post-Return of the Jedi. Sure. And, you know, the Empire has been defeated rather quickly in the new canon. The fighting lasts for about a year. And then mm-hmm. after the Battle of Jakku, which takes place a year after Return of the Jedi, af- oh, the last Aftermath book mentions just little pockets of Imperial Warlords left. And if yes. I had to guess... The Mandalorian, you know, Pedro Pascal has been hired to hunt down ex-Imperials. Like, in in history, uh, the Allies were hunting Nazis who escaped and ran away. Sure. Uh, So, Pedro Pascal hunting space Nazis, and I'm all about it. That is very good, and also extremely compelling for, like, probably exactly what this show is. Yeah. That would be that would be phenomenal. And I and I yeah. And I have like, no knowledge of the canon like you do or the Legends canon, but that, that seems like it hits it right on the nose for like what the what angle they're trying to play up here. And like a very Clint Eastwood type character, like a very like cowboy esque character, like riding into town being like, Look, I might not be a good guy, but like there's some evil there's some evil folks here and I like you rather me take care of them than then stay, kind of thing, yeah. you know? Oh, I just want this Western, this space Western, so bad. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Hey, Reed. Hey, Brittany. Hey, all of you out there in podcast land. This is What You Call It, a podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of nerdiness. Here's what people are saying about it. Oh, have you heard of the what you call it? Hey, that that is my favorite podcast it is right now. So good. It is better than a tater tot hot dish. Well, I can't believe that for a second. You know, it's one of those big Midwest fancy things. A Midwest fancy thing? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but okay, yeah, that's but what yeah. it is. <laughs> you're gonna love it, though. Oh, you're have, just gonna love have it. Have you heard Brittany? 
talk about being from California. Oh, have you heard Reed talk about being from the Midwest? Well, I never. And for crying in the soup, for would you just listen to the, the show? Soup. Don't take their word. Take a listen to the show. Yeah, blah, blah. We're the show. And remember, folks. Your belly button is your old mouth. Listen. From LunarLightStudio.com. So speaking of uh, space Nazis, uh, let's go over to uh, our good friend uh, Bucky. Let's, uh, yeah. let's see what Bucky's doing. He hates those um, space Nazis too. He hates them so much. He temporarily was one, um, but not anymore. Now he's just a, now he's just BFFs with uh, with our good friend the Falcon. I'm so into it. This mostly, so mostly just because also Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan together are delightful. Yes, yes. Honestly, if this show is just like, if it is just eight straight episodes of like the banter they have being left in the car in Captain America Civil War with no one else in there, I would watch it and I would inject it straight into my veins. If they were like, we're going to do a fraction Hawkeye and they're not even going to be Avengers. They're just going to be like getting coffee and eating yep. leftover yep. pizza as they're yep. like roommates. Mm-hmm. I'd be all for it, too. Yep. And and then there's conversations about like, you know, Cap's getting pretty old. What's uh, who's going to who's going to I assume it'll be uh, me. Uh, no, I think it'll be me. Who's going to be the new Cap? That will probably be what it's about. Honestly. Is is them, like, kind of dealing with the weight of the shield. Right. I hope they both get to, like, wield it. Like, I, I hope we get Bucky Cap and Sam Cap from it. I think mm-hmm. we need Sam Cap more in America right now. Yes. Uh, especially with how good his run in the comics was and how political it was. Not that mm-hmm. I don't love Bucky Cap with all of my tiny gay heart. Yeah. Bucky Cap is also very good. But here's the th- I don't feel like at least in the MCU and this and like I don't feel like they developed the 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 persona of Falcon to the degree that they could have. They certainly have developed um Sam Wilson. But the way that the Falcon is born is they just find some tech and they kind of uh, move on from there. Also, Bucky, presumably, like, other people have that tech. Right, it, right, It's just like, he's like, yeah, like, I did some, like, covert military ops with this cool backpack. Yeah. And while Bucky, on the other hand, like, the Winter Soldier is, like, established and super cool and now has, like, this sweet new arm thanks to The Wakanda. White Wolf, which is, the like, White the, the dopest name ever. I, I don't see how you are gifted that kind of a persona and then it's just like, okay, now just paint him red, white, and blue and send him out there. Like, no, there's so much going on there. I love his Which Infinity I, War jacket, too. It's very much a shout-out to his uh, first Avenger, like, Howling Commando's jacket. It's very mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's very good. Yeah, and that's not all to say that, like, I think that the character of Sam Wilson and Falcon is weak. I just think that since, like, introducing Sam Wilson in the MCU, they have, like, that that was the the preparation for Sam Wilson becoming Cap. 
like th- th- that was the 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 reason they introduced him in that way was so that eventually he could take over that mantle. The fans have literally been talking about it since Anthony Mackie got the role. I mm-hmm. met him. I met him very shortly after Winter Soldier came out, and everyone in line was asking him, like, are you going to be, like, Captain America someday? Are you going to be Captain America someday? And he's like, they better make me Cap! I'm capping the comics! And, <laughs> and it was just, like, the right answer. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I want it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll be a lot of fun. Whatever character that they introduce to that scenario, like, with the two of them, it's it's going to be just like a buddy cop meets like just like screwball yeah, comedy but I, with like some real high stakes at the same time cuz these are no like scrubs that are like kicking around down in I, in I don't York. want it to be super serious though like I That's fair. When we we're going to talk about Cassian next I'm assuming and I want that one to yeah. be really serious. I want this to be like Starsky and Hutch. Like, yeah, no, I get, I'm there. I get that the stakes are going to be very high. I'm assuming we're losing Chris Evans as Cap in Endgame. Yep. And I think very we're going soon. to need some like healing from from that. I think we're going to need mm-hmm. a back to tank uh, of of calming weird blue liquid to like sit <laughs> in, it. and that's what I want this show to be. I want this show yeah. to be like light and funny, deal with some serious stuff occasionally, sure. Especially if Sam becomes Cap, I want it to be like political for sure. Because sure. uh, making Sam Wilson Captain America is political. Yep. Um, but I also really want this to be a buddy cop show. I want it to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, like you said, um, contrary to that, you want a little bit more of a serious look at a, a character that we have uh, fairly recently met in uh, in Star Wars canon. I don't know. Unless unless there's some legendary canon that I don't know about that... Uh, Cassian Andor pops in on it, but uh No, Cassian's an original character. Uh they kinda took a little bit of Calcaturn from him, but he's he he's he's new. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Diego Luna is coming back for uh a uh origin story of Rogue One, origin story of Cassian Andor prequel, if you will. Something uh something that uh, I know that Andy is pretty yeah. interested in. I am. Uh, I love Cassian. Uh, I also really like Diego Luna. So I'm, I'm very excited for this show. Uh, I think Cassian has a very compelling backstory with his parents being a, uh, separatists and fighting the Republic. And he, he mentions to Jin that, like, I've been in this war since I was six years old. So we know that he has not had the easiest time and that he's been against the Empire from the start. So yeah. I think that this could be a really dark look at the war in Star Wars, and I think it could be a really dark spy show. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a co-worker of mine, because uh, they said that uh, Game of Thrones is just Lord of the Rings, but with boobs. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, They're very, very different thematically. Yeah. Uh, and like, this isn't to bash Lord of the Rings, because Lord of the Rings is amazing. But... Like, George R.R. R. Martin was a conscientious, yeah, that's close, objector to the Vietnam War. 
and every battle in Game of Thrones is like war is hell, war is awful, war is not good. Avoid this if you can. Mm-hmm. Like this war is awful. Politicians sending like people to die when yeah. they like shouldn't have to. Whereas every whereas every battle in Lord of the Rings is two sentences, and then let's go back to talking about these leaves and flowers. But like even in the <laughs> movies, like every battle no, in Lord of the yeah. Rings is very like heroic, and sure, they're sure. fighting for honor and and a righteous cause, and like Game of Thrones, the mm-hmm. show, like the Battle of the Bastards should have just had flashing letters of like war is awful, war is hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like next to them. Uh, so I kind of want that a little bit from the Cassian show. Like Mm -hmm. he's someone who's been fighting his entire life. I, and he, he hints so much in Rogue One of like, I've done some fucked up shit. Like for, I I believe in the cause, but I've done some really bad stuff for this cause. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I, I think that. We've never really gotten that from Star Wars. I don't think Star Wars has ever talked about how awful war is. Maybe yeah, in, brief, I mean, in brief scenes, but... I mean, there's definitely the air of it. There's definitely, like, the, you know, the uh, battlefields of Jakku with uh, the deaths, deaths, death, the wreckage of death star destroyers star Star destroyers (laughs) yeah um it's just it's something i don't feel like you saw as much in the original trilogy um where you would see like relics of war and the fact that like that battlefield is a desolate wasteland filled with poverty and with like if if it's not like a clear like war as hell it's certainly like war happened here and good things have not come from it yeah I think so, the cleanest looks at this in, in Star Wars are when uh, Rose's sister dies in The Last Jedi. Like, sure. It's really emotional, and yeah. you see it on, uh, I think it was Paige? Paige Tico? I don't know. Uh, but you, 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 you then, like, feel the loss from Rose quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just, like, she's trying to press that button to make the bombs go. It's rough. Mm-hmm. And in Clone Wars quite a bit, with dealing with the clones, like, a lot of them die horrifically and deal with the scars of war in that kid's show. <laughs> and and then in Rebels, even, you see some of the old man clones, and, like, they've got, like, PTSD and and are, like, dealing with having been bred and like programmed for war and now they're old and it's right. you know it's two kids shows so how much can they really touch on it but yeah. I would love for the Cassian show to to really explore how awful war is because uh, as much as I'm a pacifist I love Star Wars and I love the <laughs> battles but yeah. uh, I, I'd love uh, a serious look at, at how awful uh, war can be and I think that we'll get that because if there's one thing about war or any very complex concept, it's that when you are standing on the outside and looking at it from, you know, a far away vantage point, it can look pretty clear cut of like, oh, look at Luke Skywalker. He's wearing white. He's the good guy. Look at Darth Vader. He's bad. And, you know, you can clearly draw those parallels in 
in the original trilogy. But the closer we get, the more we focus in so close that we are focusing on what seems to be one character here. It's going to show all of those those battles, for lack of a better term, battle scars for what this kind of thing can do to a person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, things that I desperately want to see in this show are... I'm the sort of nerd that knows, like, every background character's name. You so, sure like, do. I would love to see Melshi. I would love to see uh, General Drive-In. I would love to see General Merrick. Uh, if we can get, you know, Bail Organa or Mon Mothma in there, too, that'd make my little heart so happy. <laughs> uh, Dutch Vander or Red Leader, like... And any anyone that they can like finagle their way in, I want it. Uh, I desperately want to see the Ghost Crew in it. I, I know that's like really stretching things because they're animated mm-hmm. characters, but they're in the same time period, and we know they're at the same base as Cassian by the time they get to Rogue One. So, like maybe, maybe they can show up. And if Cassian doesn't touch Jabba. What was even the point? Oh, yes. What was even the point if Diego Luna you doesn't get must, to touch and feel the textures of Yaba? He must touch the Yaba. That is that is paramount to the success it's of so the series. so important. Yes. Yes. I don't know what excuse we can get to get Cassian to Tatooine to touch Jabba, but what's even the point? Gotta if, get him in there. Yeah. Goodness. If you Ugh. people don't know what we're talking about, just, like, YouTube... Diego Luna and Jabba and you'll stop stop right this I don't care if you stop our podcast stop right now and and go YouTube Jabba and Diego Luna it's delightful very good um something that is uh also uh you're the you're the you are the the best at the segues and I'm I'm no good. Another interesting textured character is Vision. There. Oh, <laughs> you're so good. You're so good at it. He's got such textures. He's got such textures, especially in the movie. He is ooh, a textured boy. I feel very yeah. bad for uh that actor. Oh yeah. Paul, Paul Bettany. Bettany. Poor Paul guy. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Not a fun time. Because Paul Bettany is like a serious British actor. I mean, he's done some silly garbage roles, but... Fair, fair, but he's British, and yeah. anyone who is who is of the British and who is uh, trained in the British uh, uh, acting world to have to go to set five hours early to get latex sprayed all over your body, it's gotta be a tough, gotta be a tough sell, but I'm sure they're paying him good for Especially, it. Especially, like, he would talk about how Iron Man was the best gig, because he just did, like, 45 yes. minutes of voice work, and they would drive a truck of money up to him. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, if you're looking at that from Paul Bettany's perspective, Iron Man is a fantastic gig for, to- for, uh, for Tony Stark. It might as well be Tony Stark. For Robert Downey Jr., because it is mostly just him with, with a black background to his face, just looking around anxiously and then and then he shows up in a tuxedo for a little bit and then leaves and so yeah, paul bettany looked at that said i want to get in on that too and they're like oh no no we can't cgi you you need to be in every scene with your latex face that poor man poor poor man um and they and they hooked him again somehow to play t- to play this role on television uh in uh vision or what do they call it they're not well 
Scarlet Witch and Vision. I don't know what the order is, but I'll go that way. Um, where both Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen will be reprising their roles for the films. Um, and, and presumably this is going to be based on the Vision comic, right? So, presumably, yes. Um, are, are you speaking about the most recent The Vision? Yeah, the real popular yeah. one where it was kind of like yep. 50s housewife. Yep. So, uh, Tom King... Uh, a uh, prolific comics writer currently writing Batman for DC um, wrote a, I believe it was 10 issue series for the vision where the vision decided he wanted to create uh, his own family after dealing with the loss, um, kind of the separation from Scarlet Witch. He uh, used Scarlet Witch's spoilers use Scarlet Witch's consciousness to create his wife and family. Um, and sure that is, all worked out real well for him. It did not. And it is so, so good. If you have the opportunity, at least read that first issue. It is haunting and funny and traumatic. Like it, it, it introduces a lot of characters. Um, it not introduces, but like brings a lot of characters into the fold and, and, it is tremendous and ends with Vision basically becoming a villain um, and introduces Viv, uh, his daughter Viv, who uh, is fighting on the champions right now alongside Miles Morales and uh, totally awesome Hulk. Spider-Gwen, too, is on that team, right? Spider-Gwen, yep. It's um, a great lineup. It's so good. Ms. Marvel, um, Kamala Khan, um so yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna be doing here. But every every time they create a new character for the MCU, the storylines that they pull for them to do these movies are not like these age old stories from the comics. They're fairly recent. Infinity Wars, fairly recent. Civil Wars, very recent. Um, Age of Ultron, very recent. Like they they don't dig too deep, and this is so recent and so popular and so well done that I think that they would be foolish to not dip into this storyline oh, a lot. Do you think they're going to do Trial of Bucky Barnes? Or I guess they kind of did that with Civil War. They, yeah. They they kind of did. I think yeah. if, I think if they did that again, they'd be putting putting old Bucky through more than Bucky should have yeah, to handle. That's fair. Um, um so the only thing that I really want from this, besides some like really uncomfortable vision stuff, because I want vision to be very awkward and uncomfortable yes. and kind of yep. dark, is I want Billy. Mm-hmm. Speak on that. As as Evan had mentioned, what's the point in doing having these two fucking if you're not going to give us robot twins? And. The reason why I care about Billy so much is because he's really, he and Teddy are really the only happy gay characters ever in Marvel. Like, mm-hmm. everyone else has a ton of trauma and, like, stuff doesn't work out. And they've slowly, like, brought in a few more. But, like, Billy and Teddy are the, like, the first. Like, in, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, they're the most important queer characters Marvel Comics have ever given us. And based on who's writing what characters, maybe they're straight, maybe they're gay, 
maybe they're queer, maybe they're not. Like, Loki is sometimes written as non-binary and gender fluid, and sometimes they're not. And sometimes they're, like, bisexual or pansexual, and then sometimes they're not just based on who's writing them. But Billy and Teddy are always a couple. And so I want a Young Avengers team, not only because Billy and Teddy, but also because that book, when it was written by Karen Gillan, was also very queer. And I would love to see that lineup happen in live action. I think it'd be really important to a lot of Marvel fans. Because how many movies have we had now? Uh, 36. We've had 36 movies in the MCU. I believe so. And we haven't had one queer character? It's telling. And we've had queer characters written as straight in the movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, Loki Mm -hmm. in the comics, like, pretty frequently written as gender fluid and as pansexual movie, 100% heterosexual. Um, And Valkyrie, as we talked about earlier. Valkyrie, yeah, was straight washed. Um... Black Widow, straight washed. Mm-hmm. Like um, Stephen Bucky. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, as much as like I'm excited for the weird potential of this Vision Scarlet Witch show, the main thing I want is Billy and Teddy out of it. Yeah. Yep. That's legitimate. And you can like hand wave whatever in order to like age billy up like i mean yeah isn't is yeah. aren't, aren't they the the characters themselves in the comics aren't they so like fluid in time even like there's a lot of time travel with uh the young avengers so like you can just have billy show up and be like i'm your kid like you know kind of yeah. pull like a wally west with the mm-hmm. or not wally bart allen from like the flash like he just runs up and he's like hey i'm from the future i'm your grandson um or you can like have him just age really quick and then stop once he reaches maturity that's a thing that happens all the time with weird like clone babies and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah you can hand wave it oh it's magic i cast a spell and he's 16 now oops yeah also like Patriot and Miss America and Kate Bishop. Like, there's so many great characters that would be really important to see that I would yeah. love to have in live action. So, uh, it would be very good. Yeah. It would be very good. I want and, the and I, Avengers. I mean, I think that there is a way they can bungle this, but if they are keeping Billy in mind, if they are, if, and I think they have to be. I think they have to be keeping an eye towards the Young Avengers because where else are you going? Are you going to reboot this, you know, seven character Avengers for the rest well, of the next thirty years? Or there's there's too many hints that they're not like. So you got Hawkeye with maybe his daughter, but maybe not in the trailer for Endgame shooting a bow. Mm-hmm. But, like, why show us Hawkeye's daughter when she doesn't fucking matter? Right. Like, that that should be Kate Bishop, because fans would be excited about Kate Bishop in a trailer. Uh, why have Scarlet Witch and Vision together if you're not going to bring in Billy? Why yeah. bring in the scrolls in, Miss, in, uh, in Captain Marvel if you're not doing uh, Teddy? Like, 
why have stature in Ant-Man at all? Like, what has she really brought to the Ant-Man movies? Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to do Young Avengers. Right. So. It, yeah. It, 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 if nothing else, this is our, like, call to say it has to happen. Like, it has to be on yeah. the horizon. For, for me to give any kind of shits about the future of this universe, it's got to happen. It has to be tantamount. It would also make me totally forgive the lack of queer representation up to this point if they're like, we wanted to do it, but we knew we had to do Billy and Teddy first because they're like the alpha queers. I'd that be is... like, I'd be like, I'd be like, <laughs> I don't believe you, but I will accept the explanation. I, I think Kevin Feige is, is, a, is a good good man, does good work. I think that is expecting a lot of Mr. Kevin Feige. I think is that, that your expectations for him as a, you know, that much of a, of a woke bro uh, on, the, well, on, no, on the topic. I, I, no, of, I, I, I would recognize that he's lying to me. Sure, sure. That he's like, oh, I just didn't want to do it for 36 movies. But I'm going to tell you it's because I was waiting to do uh, Hulkling and Wiccan. Fair, fair. Um, so we can, uh, also go to something that I know is important to you and has been important to you also for a very long time is, uh, them clones, them clones We're getting and the all, Samey boys back. And, all, and all the wars that they've been a part of the Samey boys. What we're a, getting, we're getting more clone wars, more clone wars, more and just chiseled face. Anakin Skywalker, just I'm looking at a picture right now of the way that he is animated, and whoa, whoa. Matt Lattner does such a good job with Anakin. Yeah. He's a very good voice actor. I, I uh, his voice might be great, but I could go skiing down some of the curvature in this animated boy's face. Yeah, mm. it is a, a very distinct animation style. Sure, sure. So, 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 had... so what's going on here? I, I I know vaguely of it, but uh, but tell me a little bit more and what we can expect from uh, this new iteration. Or this continuation, that is. So we had five seasons of Clone Wars, and then it got canceled. And then uh, Dave Filoni was super mad about it. Because it was supposed to keep going, but I believe it got canceled because of the Disney buyout and the kind of shenanigans that happened there. And Netflix brought it back for season six, which was half of a season, and gave it a pretty good finale. Gave it a pretty pretty decent finale. It wasn't the finale that Dave wanted, but it was pretty good. And Dave has constantly been open about not getting the ending he wanted for this show. And how he had... It was supposed to be eight seasons. And he's released, like, partially finished episodes on StarWars.com. And he's talked at conventions about, like, certain story arcs that would have happened... Some of those story arcs have been turned into comic books. Some of them have been turned into novels. Uh, I'm thinking of um, Darth Maul's of Dathomir and the uh, adventurous book we got, uh, Dark Disciple. At last Star Wars Celebration, he announced that we were getting a season seven on the Disney streaming service. And people lost their fucking minds. I think it's only going to be like eight episodes. It, it look. It says here that the Clone War season seven will consist of twelve episodes. Oh, twelve episodes. Okay, so we have maybe three, four episode arcs. Mm-hmm. 
is what it, it's it's potentially going to be, um, which clearly is not the original ending he had in mind with eight seasons. You know, we only had a half of a, se- of a season six, and it looks like we're only having half of a season eight, or uh, I mean a season seven. But uh, it, it seems like he's going to get to pull in stuff from that last season and move it up. You know, because we've had some comics, we've had some novels. So, uh, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, It's all the original voice actors are coming back for it. It's fantastic. Um, Yeah, and it's the the ending the show deserved. Uh, I know how heartbroken Dave was that he, like, this was his baby, this was his his project and he always wanted to end it the the way he and George had planned and so him getting to end it is is really nice and maybe we'll even get a season 8 out of it it seems unlikely but maybe what i'm interested in is and you can tell me if i'm off base here i feel like this sets up you know bringing this world back bringing these characters back into the consciousness of more casual Star Wars fans, I feel like this sets up wonderfully for a show that focuses on Ahsoka. So that is entirely possible. Uh, I'm sure Ashley would do it because she loves the character. What was supposed to happen was Clone Wars was supposed to lead into uh, Revenge of the Sith and then go a little after. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, we know from the Ahsoka novel that when the avenge that when the events of Revenge of the Sith took place, she was dealing with what is in canon called the Siege of Mandalore. Uh, Mandalore is like the planet where like Boba Fett and Jango Fett are from. Sure. Um, so like the cool armor people, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it looks an awful lot like from what we've seen in the trailer and like what we've seen in the poster is that that is happening in this, that we're going to get the Siege of Mandalore, finally, uh, like, get to see it, because we've only heard about it in whispers and stuff. And so I think if Dave was interested in then piggybacking off of this into, like, Ahsoka Alone adventures, he could very easily do that. Yeah. Uh, any any content with Ahsoka, like, I'm going to watch. Yes. Yep. All for it. 110%. That'll be cool. That'll be, you know, that's a good a good way to uh, introduce this series to fans of Star Wars who were certainly fans of Star Wars before the Disney merger is to give them this little taste of something that they've they've probably wanted for a while and then say, oh, well, look at all this other stuff we've got in the cupboard. Well, it, 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 it only just got taken off Netflix. So, like, Clone Wars has been on Netflix mm. for forever. And I know so many fans have come to it because it was on Netflix which was great and I don't know anyone that watched it on Netflix and wasn't like well I kind of want more Yeah, because even, even with the, the ending Netflix gave it it still wasn't quite the ending anyone wanted it still wasn't the satisfying ending anyone wanted from the Clone Wars series I think we all wanted it to see it lead up directly to Revenge of the Sith we do have one more over on the Marvel side. Uh, speaking of uh, focusing on 
uh, women characters, bringing them out of the, uh, the, making them the primary force out of their films and out of their TV shows, is Lady Sif. I forgot about this. Yeah. We have very little information about it. Um, we don't know who is writing it. We don't know, uh, uh, you know, um, Jamie Alexander will be returning as Lady Sif. That's right. Um, Kevin Feige will, of course, be producing the series. But other than that, we don't know anything. We just know that uh, Jamie Alexander couldn't appear in Thor Ragnarok uh, because of scheduling conflicts. And she's back. Well, she's they, back. They would have fucking killed her without ceremony, probably. So it's good she wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough screen time for, for two prominent protagonists who are women. I would have been. Um, I, I mean, I'm still salty about how they, how dirty they did the Warriors 3, but yeah, I digress. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm very, I, I I mean, I don't know. You, you have a, a lot more Thor knowledge than I do um, from the comics, uh, but I w- I'm just... For me, this and and for I feel like maybe a lot of the MCU fans, this feels like it could just be a blank slate that they could play, you know, do a lot of things with. Um, and I'm excited to see where they take it. So one of my favorite Thor runs in the comic is it takes place after Ragnarok, so all the gods have died but Thor, mm-hmm. and they've been reincarnated in like the Midwest for some reason. Mm-hmm. And Thor has brought, like, Asgard to Earth, and it's just hovering above, I think, like, Kansas or some shit. And Thor is going around trying to find the reincarnated gods and awaken their godhood again and remind them who they are. And I feel like with Chris Hemsworth being busy doing Chris Hemsworth shit, why not have Sif doing that? Why not have Sif going around the Midwest on like this big road trip trying to find and then awaken all of Asgard's gods because Asgard has gotten shit on. Mm-hmm. It had Ragnarok and then it had Thanos. So uh, it, Asgard needs a champion right now. Yeah. And so yeah, that could I, be I, a really interesting concept for a show. Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch much. Uh, this is a lie. I've watched plenty. I was one of the few who watched enough of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to have any idea what was going on in that show. Um, but there was a storyline, I think it was two episodes, where Jamie Alexander playing Lady Sif was there recovering uh, Norse artifacts. Um, and it was awesome. It That's was super, super kick-ass. Cool. Yeah. And and I could certainly see that being a part of it, just like going around the world, trying to, you know, knowing that all of all pretty much all of Asgard is gone yeah. and we need to we need to you know find the little pieces of Asgard that are still here and rebuild this kingdom from the ground up and I'm all about that I'm all about it yeah I think that could be really interesting um I'd also be cool with her like just running through the nine realms like sure. butt taking names mm-hmm uh, Jason Aaron wrote uh, a story where Thor has to team up with one hero from each of the, like, nine realms or something. They each, like, send a hero. So, like, the trolls pick a hero, the frost giants pick a hero, the elves pick a hero. Um, and 
Who else? And the dwarves, maybe, pick a hero. And, and then, like, Asgard picks Thor. And they go on this kind of, like, Magnificent Seven-esque romp where they each have, like, a very specific skill set. And, um, and they also kind of all hate each other. And, you know, they start begrudgingly respecting one another and whatnot. And I could see a Lady Sif show being kind of like that, where, you know, Asgard got so thoroughly fucked by everything that, like, she's now forced to work with, you know, these other kind of magical beings Mm -hmm. on her, whatever her quest is. So, like, getting to see some more of the fantastical races. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask the question that you wanted to ask me earlier. Yeah. What uh, which of these shows do you think gets a season two? Um, because at this point, all the at least all the Marvel shows are billed as only being um, six to eight episode miniseries, just a one season run. Um, and we know Clone Wars that at this point they're releasing the the season, season seven. They've said, and that's it. Right, but. right. So we don't. There's no real plans for more there or in the Marvel universe. So which which one of these do you think stretches out and gets that season two? I think I think Loki has the potential to be the most popular out of the Marvel shows mm-hmm. because of um, people fucking love Loki. They do. So I think I could see Loki getting a season two. Whether or not they keep Tom Hiddleston in the role is seems unlikely but yeah um i also they gotta think, get some 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 new hot young actor they gotta get like a like a harry styles or something that's that's a bad choice but yeah. something like that that people get, will go equally nuts from, for get the kid from umbrella academy oh yeah number five to play kid mm-hmm. loki that is fucking yes. amazing casting is, and oh. i should be in charge now yep. Feige, move yep. over bitch you you've won you've won the mcu yeah Get that kid to play Kid Loki. Um, get him on the phone. I I don't see uh, Bucky Falcon getting season two. I think the no. I mean Anthony Mackie was in the Hurt Locker. Like right, that dude right, can do whatever yeah. he wants. Um, I think Sif could get a season two. Yeah, I don't I, like. I think the character's small enough, and I think the actor is kind of small enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she, you know, she might want to stick around for a season two. Uh, yeah. For Star Wars, oh, uh, I don't know. We're we're in, you know, wait, the. Do you do you agree with my Marvel assessment? Yeah, oh, I, I Vision. That, I don't think Vision's getting season two. I think that's the one that probably will. Really, just because I think that one has the most world building potential, as we've talked about. Whether I mean, whether it true. is. Whether it is through uh, Billy, whether it is through Viv, um, whether it is through just, you know, furthering the the plans that Ultron had from, from Jump Street, I think that there is a lot to play with there, and it's going to be tempting for writers and directors to get their hands on that property. And, and like, with Paul Bettany not wanting to do a ton of it, I mean, if they turn him kind of villainous they can kill him at the end of season yeah. one and keep the yeah. show going without him sure so yeah sure. that's true and yeah um but yeah that that's the one where i feel like uh, to your point they 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 have to because i want billy and because i want billy yeah. for 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 the for everyone 
Um, I don't feel like I don't feel like Billy is in episode one, two, or three of this show. Yeah. And so if you're gonna if if you're gonna introduce Billy late in the series, I'm gonna need, you know, another season to get to know them probably before they can be established into their own series, into their own role, something like that. Spin them off onto the runaways. Sure. Yeah. Bring the runaways in here. That's that's an yeah. Get them back from Hulu. Um, so yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars. What, what do we got? We got you know we, we, we're running into the uh, the Better Call Saul issue with uh, with uh, Cassius. Cassian. Cassian, yeah. We 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 know what's happening to Cassian. We know where that plot line ends, and we know kind of you know we don't we don't know where they're placing it. But if they're if Diego Luna is playing this character, then it's not as if they're doing kid Cassian, you know. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about Star Wars is that time doesn't mean anything. That's fair. Um, like, Rebels took place over the span of, like, a year or two or three and had four seasons. Clone Wars took place over the course of three years and has is now getting seven seasons, so... Yeah. Um, they can stretch this out as much as they need to as long as Diego Luna can, like, keep doing the character. Yeah. I don't... That's fair. I wouldn't be surprised if it was only one season. Yeah. Obviously, I want more from it. Like, I, I love... Yeah. I love Cassian so much, but... I think... I think this one's gonna be a one season. While The Mandalorian, I could see being a space romp that goes Game of Thrones levels. Yeah. With, with, with the cast that they have and with the, the interest people. I mean, at this point, outside of legendary canon and outside of novels, you know, Boba Fett, Jango Fett, like, people are hungry for Mandalorian content. Yeah. And to put this, this, this actor in that role and have them just go, like you said, to just go on a, on a, on a Nazi hunt, on an empire hunt, like, that people will eat that up. I also don't think it's any, like, I don't think it's a coincidence that Clone Wars Season 7 is going to give us the Siege of Mandalore and we're getting the Mandalorian within the span of a year of each other. Like, I I, I think, yeah, I think the show has a ton of potential. For sure. Um, all right. Are we missing any? Is that all of them? And then, oh, That's, yeah, Clone, Clone Wars, we might get Season Clone 8. Clone Wars might get Season Unlikely. 8. Unlikely. But yeah, Ahsoka. Yeah, we can always get an, uh, any, anything I, with Ahsoka I'll watch. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of potential in that whole show. For I mean, there there is a huge list of characters that that kind of shined in Clone Wars, and either that was where they stopped, or that's where it kind of fizzled and stuff yeah. like that. You could there's a lot of places you could go with a lot of those characters, and so it, it, it again, it is very smart of of uh of disney to reintroduce that so they can have a jumping off point for all these characters and also to say like hey we're still interested in doing animated star wars content that is for the most part aimed at kids so yeah yeah absolutely um yeah. that show got real intense after like season two but yeah, yeah it you know for all intensive purposes it is an animated show aimed at kids all right, well, uh, that's uh, all the time that we're giving to our evil overlords of internet of uh, intellectual property um, until we give them all of our money, because that's the real question. Andy, 
Yeah. You gonna you gonna spend money on Disney Plus? You yeah. Gonna, you gonna get Disney Plus? Yeah. It's it is it is. Yeah. I am very conscious of the money that I'm spending on these streaming platforms and like CBS All Access and FX and this program and this plot. And it's like I'm pretty much done, except for Disney Plus. Once Disney Plus comes out, I think that well, that's the last one that I'm gonna. We need. have we have Netflix and we're on someone else's Hulu. If you're a cop, if you're a cop, you have to stop listening. If you're um, a cop or a, or a, a brand manager at Hulu, you have to stop listening. We have Amazon Prime. Yep. And we yep. we got stars to watch American Gods. Okay. And we're only keeping stars to watch American Gods. Yeah. Once once the season of American Gods is done, we're done. Um. But like, yeah, Disney's got me like they know they got me they got the star war like i gotta go where the star war it goes yep. so yep absolutely it's all off netflix so disney yep. plus here i come also if we get all the old disney movies too like swiss family robinson and stuff like well, i mean yeah Davy Crockett. Crack open the whole vault yeah yeah crack open all of it and as and as someone who will be a parent at some point in their life it is so hard to get like disney shows like on any other streaming platform. And while Disney has not always done the best job marketing to children, uh, recently they've, they've done better. And I, and I, and I want to support that kind of thing. Cause I'm not supporting Disney supporting the creators that Disney has employed. Yeah. Salad. So, yep. So, uh, next week we will be here and we will be, uh, covering, uh, wonder falls, um, quirky little show. Uh, about a souvenir shop in Niagara Falls. Um, Lee Pace is in it. Lee Pace this is, is in why it. we're watching it. I I wrote in my notes, and so we'll talk about it more next week. Great shaped face. Yeah, is like the, just like the shape of his face is very appealing, and I don't know that that is something that I that I've found attractive on people is just their the shape of their face, but it's a good one. He's got a good face. Yeah, he's got a very good face. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about that next week. Um, that reminds me, we do want to uh, thank Lunar Light Studio. We do want to thank uh, the, the the podcast empire that ha- has helped our little Rebel Alliance come to you know the the full the full flight of what the uh, what the universe has to offer. I think Haley recently said that uh, she likes the term podcast commune. There we go. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're not an empire. Commune. No, no, no. I was, I was being a little. You were doing a Star Wars, yeah. I was doing a Star War. Um, follow us on Twitter at Pending Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Ending Pending. Follow us on Facebook at Pending Pod. Send us an email, PendingPod at Gmail And whatever you do, don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Don't do it. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty. Witty and gay.